And now I have Maureen McGrath in the studio with me. Happy Friday to you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. We're going to talk about something that I have uh, some thoughts on. And this is when you see friends of yours or strangers on social media making a big old hairy deal about how awesome their relationship is. They might be actually telling you something subliminally. I've always thought it was a sure sign that it's not so awesome. Yeah, me too. That I, I doth protest too much, sort of, right? Absolutely. And now there is a new study published in the Personal Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin where they examined attachment and relationship visibility on Facebook. And as it turns out, according to the study, if you are an anxious individual, you are more likely to fill your timeline up and other people's too, ours, mine and yours, with you and your man's or spouses or partners picture. So is that because you're trying to say, look at how happy I am, look at how great my relationship is when you doubt it yourself? That's right. When you're when you're actually feeling less secure about your relationship, less secure about how things are going, less confident, less sexual self-esteem perhaps, perhaps worried that your partner may be cheating or maybe being online with somebody else or all sorts of worries. Why do you care what other people think about your relationship? Well, hello world. I mean, so many people <laughs> <laughs> so many people care about what others think. I think the very worst one I've ever heard and this wasn't necessarily about the relationship, but it was somebody who didn't call an ambulance, who was very sick and ended up in the intensive care unit, but he didn't call an ambulance because he was worried about what the neighbors would think. Come okay? on. I'm not kidding. <laughs> people are really worried about <laughs> other, what I'm others sorry, think. But that's so sad. That's right. It, it was and and it was to his detriment, but we're always thinking everyone else's life is so much better than ours, and in particular around relationships and intimate relationships. We always think others are having way more of you-know-what than we are when, you know, that's really not necessarily the case. And because the topic of sexual health and sexuality is shrouded in, in shame and secrecy and we don't want to ask somebody else because we don't want to reveal maybe, you know, that ours is not going all that well, everybody wants the perfect life and and wants to demonstrate that even if they're not having it. Somehow people feel weaker if their lives are not so perfect. I love talking about the imperfection of my life. The And, and I love hearing about All of our lives are imperfect. Absolutely. And because only the truth is interesting. Who wants to hear how fabulous something is and how great it is and amazing when that's not even the case? So you're not even dealing in truth. So the more interesting stories and those Issues in our relationships actually make us stronger when we've overcome them or dealt with them. Or well, admitted them. First of all, we have to admit them. I'm actually talking at the TEDx Stanley Park 2016 this mm -hmm. year at, on May 28th at the Queen Elizabeth Theater. And my talk is The Sexless Marriage. And I was rehearsing a couple of weeks ago, and in walked a gentleman about halfway through the talk, and he sat down. And after my talk, I walked out. He was sitting at a computer, and he said, hey, great talk. And I said, uh, oh, what, what involvement do you have with TEDx Stanley Park? And he said, oh, none. I'm with this organization. He said, I heard your voice through the walls. No surprise. And he <laughs> <laughs> said, I thought it was interesting. And so I went in and sat down. And he said, I'm actually the man with low sexual desire. I'm the one who has low sexual desire. And low sexual desire doesn't discriminate. Men can get it. Mm -hmm. And he said, my relationship broke up about five days ago for the second time. We'd, we'd broken up another time previously, but he said my my partner was over-controlling and hypercritical, and I just couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, unresolved conflict is a big issue for marital breakdown or relationship breakdown. And But 
he was embarrassed, he was ashamed, but I was a bit of a port in a storm for him. Good for you. And the fact that it, he really related to it and got something out of it tells you that you're going to have an awesome TEDx speech. Well, I think a lot of people will will be able to relate to it. I don't know if I'll have an awesome, I hope, I'll yes, deliver it as best as possible. But but another, I had another email from a gentleman. He was 82, and he'd had a couple of uh, relationships where they were not intimate any longer. Neither one of them lasted more than 20 years. And he said the reason he got... Uh, he was he got hooked on me. I love that quote unquote <laughs> hooked on me um, was because I had talked about the changes women go through and how that may impact an intimate relationship. And he said, "May I make a suggestion? Rewrite that program." He said, "I I suspect there are a lot of people out there who are feeling." Uh, less than positive about their relationship or living with secrecy and shame as I was. So wow. so I do, I hear that quite a bit. When is that TEDx again? Oh, that's May 28th uh, at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. It's all day. And if you use the promo code Maureen, M-A-U-R-E-E-N. A lot of people don't spell my name How could you spell Maureen wrong? They spell it Maureen, M-A-R-I-N-E. Or what? Can Canadians say Does Maureen? Does anyone spell Maureen <laughs> without and, a U? Everyone. <laughs> or they think the I'm Marine Drive. Linda all the time, but that's because my mother gave me a Y. Oh, that but, was uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, listen, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Vancouver has a new title. We're not just Lotus Land. We're not just the most expensive real estate in the world, almost. We're the sugar, <laughs> the sugar daddy capital of Canada. We're going to talk about that next. All right, we're talking to Maureen McGrath, host of the Sunday Night Sex Show right here on CKNW every Sunday night. And uh, we have a new title in Vancouver. And I don't know if people are going to be happy about this, but we are now the sugar daddy capital of Canada. According to who? We are. Well, according to SeekingArrangement.com. <laughs> Which I've never heard of, okay? This is a dating website. Apparently, there are millions of users in, there in 139 countries. Is that right? Yes, there are millions of members. And I suppose we should um, define what it means to be a sugar daddy. What does it mean? Yeah, well, it means uh, finding balance, making time for sugar. <laughs> What? There's, what do you mean, finding balance? <laughs> finding balance. It's all balance about between what? It's all about arrangements. And sugar daddies come with a variety of financial responsibilities, including family, work, expenses, or hobbies in their own interests. So this is really about forming these relationships. It may. Uh, okay, I'm not getting this. I thought a sugar no. daddy was like a, a wealthy older guy who wanted to pay for everything. Average age of the sugar daddy these days is 38 years old and what? single. What do you. What you oh, that's man. right. Okay, yeah. this is very confusing to me. I know. Things are changing. Why, Times why are would changing. they be called a sugar daddy? Well, that's a term that I think a lot of people know. It's like Kleenex or <laughs> tissues. <laughs> you might be crying through your relationship. But uh, but doesn't it mean that they will take care of you and they, pay for things? Well, you know, it's an arrangement to take to pay for things. It's a give-and-take relationship. Uh, it's They schedule your, the sugar baby into their lives. and So they, oh, may so they have, don't want a commitment is what you're saying. You know, some of these relationships apparently turn into love relationships. They're a business transaction. So allegedly, some girls, I'm saying a lot of this with tongue in cheek. I mean, it's true, but quite frankly, I'm uh, uh, so a lot of women will seek to have an increase in the number of business contacts, for example. Some women seek to find a sugar daddy so that they can pay for their college or university and increase their Rolodex. If so they're you will. not um, sugar 
babies are no. There's no mention of that whatsoever. Sugar babies are an expense, <laughs> so you'll find that on your balance sheet. Wow. Uh, they can take the form of luxe vacations, shopping sprees, or monthly allowances. And the average amount of money that is provided to the sugar baby by the sugar daddy is five thousand dollars a month. What? Yes. Okay. So, well, let's back this train up for a second. You're talking about basically being a paid escort. I never guy. said that, Linda but, but I, that's what I'm saying because that's really what it's about. Sugar he daddy. wants to have a relationship with you, not with me. <laughs> I will never he, rely he on a man for have, money. I will say that. No, he wants to have a relationship with a woman for sex when he wants it, and in exchange, he will give you money for your school or whatever. According to SeekingArrangement.com, sugar daddies are all about business. That means that he has to work and he may have to work crazy hours and so he may not respond to the text immediately he might respond to the sex but he's not not responding to the text immediately (laughs) because he's trying to maintain his cash flow it's a give and take relationship it is uh you may want somebody and and mind you they're they make no bones about attractive people this is for attractive people (laughs) and attractive people who want attractive people by their side so it's Mm. a business arrangement it's an agreement. All of the, the contract is worked out as to what uh, you want to give and what you want to take. There's absolutely no mention of sex in any of this. No. There's no mention, Linda. We yeah, can't. Well, uh, <laughs> privacy is buying key. It. <laughs> so uh, how do these people hook up then? How do they find each other? Well, they, they become members to Seeking, Seeking Arrangements. Arrangements. So it's not really a dating site. It's a escort sugar daddy site it's a little something extra and discretion is key so it's a form of uh ashley madison if you recall Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. uh which was a dating site for married people but this is uh, and these people may be married your sugar daddy actually may be married and you may account for 20 percent of his income and and that is accounted for in his um Tax refund. And his tax <laughs> refund. Absolutely. But privacy is key. Discretion is the number one rule here because, of course, uh, a lot of these people are notable people. And uh, then so what are they doing on seekingarrangement.com? Well, this is Did what? they not they learn anything from Ashley Madison? They've learned nothing from it. Uh, and, you know, their hard earned fortune. That, you know, is at great risk, quite frankly, if they, you know, they're trusting somebody and if that person decides well, to post something idiots, online. Maureen. Well, uh, <laughs> there's a million, there's millions and millions of these idiots. But uh, <laughs> if you help your daddy apparently maintain the fun, the rewards are phenomenal. Oh and, my but God. no mention of sex whatsoever. So we yeah, I'm never sure, assume. I'm sure it's not involved at all. <laughs> No, it's just a new way for relationships to form and grow. You just put $5,000 in my pocket every month and I'm all yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, nothing expected in return. No, but I'll talk a little bit more about that on Sunday night on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, 8 to 10 p.m. Sounds awesome. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Same to you. We're going to talk to Drex when we come back.